Yeah, but some Follows of them have got normal you. names. Yeah, normal names, so you just kind of like, oh, right, I'll a... go and have a look, because then you like, it might be somebody that wants to like work with you at some yeah, point, yeah. so you'll have a look, and then it's like, you just click a link to... And then you're worried, have you been scammed? <laughs> <laughs> Is my bank details on it? Did I tell you about that? So, do you remember after Jen posted about that PayPal um, scam? Hmm? Yeah, it was before Christmas. She posted on her Instagram about oh. it. Um, and then I look and I'm like, I got an email saying like, so-and-so has requested like 900 quid for me. Like, oh, well, I don't, yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. think so. So I went and yeah, like somebody requested. So obviously you can like decline it and then report it. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, cheeky sod. I hate that. It's the slimiest thing ever. Yeah. I hate that. I mean, go to Tesco's and rub by all means. No, don't go to Tesco's and rub. <laughs> I'm giving out a great look, a great laugh. Like Robin Hood, take from the rich, give to the poor. Um, <laughs> don't rob them, Tesco. Do you know, by the way, this is episode four of the podcast. Oh, I saw that, yeah, because yeah. the other two. <laughs> yeah, the other two from two, three years ago when we were all tanned and not in the cold, cold. It's been nice and warm in here today. Your lips, I'm just waiting for your lips to get some colour. I know, I know, they're still blue, aren't they? Those grey scale rather than any like flesh colour. That is a... oh, it's the depth of winter, isn't it? And we're doing the best of it. We don't want to complain about the cold. Just grateful to be here. <laughs> My little finger's gone numb. Oh, it's still on. I was just checking. No, um, I think like with the podcast, I think we uh, cover quite a lot in goal setting and like like we always do, both in tangents in areas. Yeah. Um, but we've had um, a few questions. We've had some really good questions. Yeah. I, so from. Um, well, I think the majority have been from like the members of the gym, which is fantastic. Um, I don't think we're going to be able to get through all of them today because obviously we want to do them all justice. So yeah. what we might do is split them up um, and we'll just keep them rolling. Yeah. So we'll just kind of like dedicate a certain amount of time. And then if there are specific subjects, we'll group them and then dedicate some yeah. time to that. I think that could be useful. So the majority of the ones today are around training, which kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Because we asked our members, obviously we work in a gym. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll go through those. Even though it does look like we're in a weird little crackdown or something, like I said before, <laughs> we'll get lighting sorted. Don't worry. It's still the gym. It's still the yeah. gym. Um, I see that you've highlighted a question. Well, that's the answer. Oh, that's the well, answer. Thank you, thank, thank you for giving that away. That I've Sorry, got, like, I, notes in front of me. Listen, we're allowed <laughs> notes. I've seen podcasts done before. Bloody hell. No, so I want to do it so we can make sure because some of them are, are the questions are yeah. quite detailed. So I've got um, I've got the questions up in front so we can. Do you know what uh, I think? Um, Mel and Alex um, kind of questions similar. similar here. Yeah. Um, you can read because I can't. I'm not too good at reading. Yes, Remember, I'm I've happy. never, I've never read a book. <laughs> I thought you said that's what you one job this week was to read a book. I did read one, and it was um, what was it? I forgot it. It was a child's book, Roger Red Hat. I don't know that one. Do you not? No. Would you, you recommend must, it? You must be posh then if you never had Roger Red Hat. Or... Maybe you can. Um, what was the green one? Green maybe Hat? you can kickstart the uh, book club back off. No chance. You recommended read of the week. There's life lessons in there anyway. Excellent, excellent. Right, all right then. So, um, Alec came in with the first one. Thank you, Alec. We appreciate how um, how enthusiastic. Always, he always gets in early, starts his warm up yeah, in the gym, yeah. and he was the first one in with a question. Good lad. Um, so basically, Alex was asking about um, Alex. Alec. No, I said Alec was asking. All oh, right, so he said Alex. Don't offend him. <laughs> Apologies. <laughs> So he was asking, if you feel an exercise comp compromises another one, are you better accepting less reps or weight on the first exercise? 
so you can crack on with the second. So to give you a bit of context, in our program at the minute that was designed by the um, exceptional Jake Hartley, um, the focus is on volume, isn't it, for the bees? It is. I'm just laughing because he's had a few compliments this week and his head's going to swell. I'm going to have to bring him back down to earth. Oh, so, I mean, this is I mean... Jake's time. Let him have it. I am. Let him have it. Um, so, yeah, so essentially on, on the bees, we've got um, 10 minutes and you're trying to um, accumulate as much volume on three exercises as possible. So chins, everyone's favorite. And then we've got Bulgarian split squats and then we've got double kettlebell clean and press. So what Alex is, Alex is asking, I'm going to keep calling him Alex. <laughs> what one of our favorite members is asking yeah. is... Um, should you pick a focus on one of those exercises so you can try and, um, you know, really kind of like dial in with that one, or are you trying to, um, I suppose, attack them all yeah. equally? Um, and the answer, as we always, love so, so is, every question, that, it, every question it. that came in, I said the answer is, it depends. There's yeah. never a sure answer, but there is guidance to be had. So, for example, I would go in with obviously. It depends and it always depends on what the goal is for the client yeah. so it's what, what, what is their needs yeah. yeah so like does he want to get better at chin-ups because if so that becomes the primary focus and um, does he want to get stronger at skill work which is the cowbell clean and press again that because but if you want to become good at everything then it's just accepting that at some point something is going to suck a little bit so like let's say your chin's out up there with your bulgarians but you want to kind of match it for rep wise or sets and stuff you're just going to have to accept that they're going to struggle my advice personally would be um would be to have pick one yeah. do you know what i mean don't don't try and again it comes back to being overwhelmed by things you don't want too much going on especially when it comes to a session you don't want too much like I should be better at that. I should be better at that. Just pick Ooh, one thing. And... It should, isn't it? Like, should yeah, you put yeah. so much pressure on yourself when you're telling yourself that you have to do it, you have to do it, you have to do it. I think, like you said, picking one focus, and that can be each week, your focus is different. Like, as long as you're progressing in some way, then, you know, you're still making progress. So, yeah, yeah. I agree. I think pick one that you want to get better at. And from your feedback this morning, um, that they were still feeling a bit shit, mm. I think, yeah, just focus on your chins, get them and, feeling good and smooth, and then the rest of the stuff kind of takes care of itself, doesn't it? Sorry, I've got a eyeball over. Um, no, <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. Get off me. No, but the thing is, what um, a lot of, from my experience, a, a lot of clients don't tend to um, take in the amount of volume they do over the week. So yeah. at the minute, so again, a bit more context, the chin-ups is... We've got three variations and it's 20 reps of each. That's 60 reps total. Pair that with if um, one of our clients is jumping on another program, which is the fit, there's sets of 20, sorry, there's sets of five, which will accumulate to 20 chin-ups in that session. Yeah. So then if they do two fits, that's another actually 40 reps. Plus we finish the week off with chin-ups in which we're loading a little bit more. So that's a massive accumulation of reps. So there is going to be some fatigue and we've got to account for a bit of recovery we've got to we've got to make sure we understand that and again the shudder or whatever it might be the self-talk it's got to be right i've done this right i'm going to accept that that for me is a lot of reps and my body might be a little bit tired this week yeah so then it comes to that self-regulation which is one of the hardest things again when you start chasing after something you have to just take a step back and like 
you know what? Today I'm probably going to be putting some big bands on to help me with these chins today yeah. just to get through or changing the exercise. But that's, again, that's a really important point to note, isn't it? Because you're not going to feel the same every week. So like you said, that auto-regulation mm. of kind of like what you can focus on or well, are you going to deload this week? Um, you know, do you need more rest? Like if you've got like a really stressful job, mm. you know, if you've got kids or like other responsibilities that take a lot of your time and attention, then that might impact your energy levels. It might impact your sleep, you know. Um, are you fueling enough? Are you eating enough? All those kind of things are like, we would, I mean, wouldn't it be lovely if progress was linear? Oh, like yeah, every yeah. week you were just kind of like, yeah, I'm getting better and getting better and better. And it's not, it's not like that. It's more of a kind of like, I suppose like an undulation, you know, you're going to have weeks where there's like really big peaks and somewhere, you know, you're in a bit of a trough and stuff. So yeah. I think recognizing that and that that's okay and the fact that you're still turning up you're still chipping away like you're still That's there and doing a bit chipping away really really useful so like we, we spoke about this last week but the recovery uh, is very important yeah massive uh, we said last week didn't we, the minimal dose minimal effective yeah. dose mm -hmm. like so you don't want to come in and do nothing that it promotes neither recovery nor stimulation you want to make sure that you want to, it's so hard because again for Alec, he's quite new to like the strength element of their yeah. training. So that's a hard thing to, you, you get that with years. But if you've got many, many years of training age under your belt, then you should be able to like have a think, you know, today's, you know, it, it's feeling shit, but I'm going to go in and it says five sets, but three sets will be enough for me today. Yeah, because you've got the benefit of experience, yeah. haven't you? Yeah, and that's you know, it. again, there's no end point. It's like yeah. we were saying last week, like, there's always going to be something more to do. Like with training, with this style of training, you want to be doing it for as long as possible. Like that's the dream, isn't it? Yeah. Like you want to have a better, well, we do it because we want to have a better quality of life. We want to age really, really yeah. well. So Oof. that there's no end point. Like if you're going to be doing this for as long as you possibly can, then there's no rush. Mm, yeah. Like you take your time, you make those movements the best you can possibly make them. And you'll get so much more back from it rather than trying to like squeeze every last drop yeah. out of like I mean, certain things. The fitness game has changed, I'd say, from when I started working for S&P. Remember when I started, it was always a case of the 12-week, the 8-week, the 30-day, this, that, and the other. Yeah. And that gets into people's heads. And then before that, you had Juice Plus. Remember Juice Plus? Is oh, that still God. around? I mean, it's probably called Herbalife or some shite now, isn't it? I remember I had when I go back through all my states, it's like Herba Juice or something. I'm just slagging them all off. Herba Plus. Do you remember that... Um... Alkaline water that we no, all got emails about. No. I mean, there's, there's always going to be... It's still be going on. It's still going on, actually. People absolute still, yeah. nonsense. Absolute nonsense. Um, there's always going to be, like, the next fad. But that's it. It's like... Trend. Yeah, so it's, it's always, like, pushing that quick fix all the time. It's quick, 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 quick. Yeah. So it, it's so hard to reverse that. And I think in our gym, like, they come in and they, they pretty much get a realisation check straight away. Like, if they say, I want this in... Like from someone that's done nothing to I want tension up, body weight chin up. So like you get a quick reality check when we don't sell the, I don't know, we don't sell the dream base. We we sell reality, and um, I just think right now we're in a decent space where most areas are offering that kind of reality. Of like you know, habits take time to unpick, yeah. and um, we can't just be like. Oh, six weeks, job done. Um, I'm not going to eat any more chocolate late at night and cry myself to sleep because that's not me, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it might be, I don't just going to say. Um, I think, though, um, 
Oh, I forgot what I was going to say then. But I think in terms of like what you were saying, the quick fixes, mm. um, that still exists. Like there's still like, um, you know, a pocket of kind of like the industry or like social V-shred. media. Body type. Yeah, where they're, <laughs> like, they're selling that because people want that, don't they? They want the, the quick fixes. They want the, the I suppose, the easiness, the speed of it because they don't like discomfort. And That's we right. don't. We're designed to be comfortable or like comfort. But in terms of like the dose of reality, um, I suppose if you don't have that kind of like fixed mindset, so an example of that would be you either can or you can't. Mm. Um, if you've got more of a growth mindset where you, you can say to yourself, right, okay, so I can't do this yet. And yet being like the important word, mm. do you know what I mean? So yeah. you recognize that yeah. potential, then you get so much more from it. And again, going back to last week, it's the idea of, working towards something but the process of it being the reward rather than just that end point yeah. so it's not just a case of you know once you get there it's done or you're moving on to the next yeah. or when it doesn't work or you you know you you continually doing it because like i'll always throw in uh, analogies or yeah. experiences so like um i was saying to states last week like it was a bit of um for, for me personally i just felt a bit flat and all i could get in my head was a road that I've drove down in America towards a destination. So you're on the way to somewhere and it's not the actual destination where I was going, where it's a place called uh, Horseshoe Bend in Page. That's beautiful, unreal. But it's the road leading up to it that's uh, that just stuck with me. And that's like, that's just been like a metaphor for life. And it like in the actual gym, it's like enjoy coming up, turning in, having your coffee, getting your weights out and things like you've enjoyed them little bits in between. Yeah. And then when you get to that, whether it's a PB at something, then yeah, you've got that, but you've also got the memories leading up to that as well. And that's the things to look forward to. It can't always be, because could have got to Horseshoe Bend and it was absolute shite, to be honest, <laughs> you know what I mean? But I'll always remember that bloody road, you know? Yeah, but it is, like, that, that's the thing, isn't it? It's like, you, if you enjoy the journey, like if you're taking in all the scenery, all the different bits and pieces, then when you get to the destination and if it isn't in line with your expectations, yeah. maybe you've built it up to be something huge. Yeah, and then yeah, you get there yeah. and you're like, Oh, well, it's all right. Yeah, but you've had a great time because yeah, like, yeah. you've seen some fantastic mountains or, you know, scenery or animals or yeah, wildlife yeah. or like whatever it is along the way. Then, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, yeah, it's a nice way of putting it, it's isn't good. it? I like it. Enjoy the journey. Yeah. Um, all right, so Mel's question. So like we said, um, pretty similar. Mel wants to know about um, chins. So again, chins is her focus. I'm just going to say as well, like, we've got a lot of strong um, members here. Um, but what we do have to realize, I think, is that we are in a bit of a bubble and our members wanting to have um, goals like chins or, you know, hitting, you know, body weight press up for reps and everything. Um, they're not the norm. Like, I think yeah. because they see so many of other members like doing body weight chins for reps, adding weight on and mm. like, you know, absolutely smashing it. They think that is the norm. And we're not like yeah. we are such a small subset of the population, like adults. I think, is it something like 5%? It's I five will check the, the figures, but no, like I've, I've, 5% I've, of adults yeah. um, regularly and consistently resistance train or partake in any yeah. kind of, kind of um, organized um, yeah. exercise or training. Like we are not the norm. The majority of people do not do this kind of training. Yeah. So we have to kind of put it into a little bit of um, perspective sometimes in that we are in a bubble um, and you need to take a step back sometimes to appreciate like mm. how far you've come and how far you've still got to go. Yeah. Because like we said last week, this kind of training 
there's always going to be something you can get better at. And mm. that's a great thing about it. But it's also, it's quite humbling, isn't it? Yeah. That, you know, to be elite in any kind of, you know, any kind of like domain like yeah. this, you've got to have started a lot sooner. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, you've got to be really, 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 really dedicated, but you can still progress. So anyway, going back to Mel's question, she wants to know how she can get better at chins um, when the focus on the fit session, so that's more kind of like interval style training, um, cardio based, I guess you would say. Yeah, yeah. Not really hit because we're not doing the short, sharp bursts, yeah. longer intervals. She's like, how can I get better at those while still, you know, getting through all my other exercises in a round or in a particular set? And I had a quick chat with Mel this morning because oh, yeah. she was in at the 6 a.m. session. And I just said there are loads of things she can do outside of her sessions and some things she can do as part of a warm up or before the session starts that are going to help. So, accessory work like bicep curls, things like that mm. she can do. So, strengthening up her biceps is going to help with that. We always have to remember as well, like, certain exercises aren't just for you know male female it's like you know like bicep curls will be associated with a male exercise just well, it's as, a bit of a friday night um, yeah yeah just as like here's a funny one for you so jake's obviously gone to a commercial gym yeah. just for because he's soft ass and he doesn't like the cold anyway he was on the hip thrust machine in the gym and there's some lads next to him on like a t-bar row so like manly exercise and he's doing hip thrust They're like looking at him like he's sort of sailing like a lad's gone on there. Yeah. No. So it's like understanding that women can do bicep curls. Lads can work their ass, which they should do. Are you right? Are you with me on this? Guys need asses too. Of course. <laughs> Mark, if you're listening. Um... <laughs> it's none of my yeah, business. No, I mean, like, I suppose, again, traditionally, um, there are certain exercises that might be considered... Um, you know more male than yeah, female yeah. or you know whatever kind of like labels you want to give them but it doesn't really yeah. matter like what we do here is we train movement patterns and ideally you want to be training or hitting all of your muscle groups mm. um you know a couple of times a week if you you know trying to work towards like hypertrophy and those kind of like goals um so it doesn't really matter like as long as you know you're hitting all yeah. the muscle yeah. groups we're doing movement patterns and then you know every exercise we do is just a variation on a different Kind so, of like movement sorry, you was answering about I know, bicep, I was like, I'm bicep curls. Mel. Yeah, Mel, bicep curls. Get it's all right, you're the one that's going to be editing this, so it's fine. <laughs> um, so yeah, so what I said to Mel was a little bit of accessory work, so um, bicep curls. So we were talking about like how she might be able to do that at home. So she was laughing about maybe like you know using a kid, and I was like, well, depending on how heavy your child <laughs> yeah. is, you might want to rethink that. But like doing something that as simple as like using um, like a rucksack and putting like books in it and stuff. You know you could do bicep curls with that but what i asked her to focus on this week or for the next couple of weeks is just trying to get better at push-ups yeah. because increasing her upper body strength is going to be incredibly useful and we talked about how she could just get a couple of reps in every morning yeah. while she waits for the kettle to boil or you know a breakfast to cook or whatever it is all you need is a couple of minutes start at three reps see how you yeah. get on and then try and progress and try and progress and try and progress but make it a daily habit because again, like the more you do, the better you'll get. And you know, it's a it's a um, a body weight to strength relative exercise. Yeah. So the stronger you can get moving, you know, your body weight against gravity, um, is gonna be well, it's just gonna help assist. And another thing as well, like when we do give like extra activities, it doesn't need to be to the point of a thousand press ups a day. You always no, see it, don't you? No, like no, no. Uh, you want a hundred the... press ups a day will help you get this or something. It's like 
well, can they do all yeah, of it? Yeah, but how, like how much of your day is that going to take Oof, up? Jesus. But no, start small. And the nice mm. thing about this is, like, psychologically, if I say to you, do three press-ups a day, you're going to get down there and you're going to do more than three. Yeah, yeah. Because you're like, well, three is really easy. And that's what we want. We want the lowest barrier to entry. We want to make these new habits as easy as possible for you to implement. And then you can't not do yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. And other stuff, simple as coming in early and doing some dead hangs. So dead hangs off the bar, that's going to help with your grip strength. Yeah. Some grip active strength hangs. Is massive. Yeah, recline rows. So yeah, just little things like that. But it's just kind of like break it down and make it as manageable as possible. And again, just also understand that, again, you are in the top percentile of the population. Exactly. And you're going for something that, there's a, a smaller percentage of people can do body weight chins is massive really and challenging again just for general pop it's yeah. it's huge and again working with some athletes it takes some athletes a long time just to do body weight exercise they might be absolutely unreal at a sport yeah. but then bring them into the gym environment and most i'll be honest most athletes move pretty shit <laughs> like they move very well at a sport mm. but then you have to train them how to move within the gym environment so you know again just having that perspective of you are in the top percent anyway, so yeah. just go with that next tier. And I th do you know what though? I think that's a really important point to make because um, I don't know if we'll get onto Walker's question, but Walker made um, a really good point about kind of like social comparison. Mm. And I think seeing um, athletes, so whether it's, you know, um, sports people, um, you know, weightlifters, yeah. you know, whatever like discipline it is that they're training in, like they're at the top of their game. But we hold these people on a pedestal don't we yeah. and like you said like the training they do is very sport specific they're not necessarily trained in like multidiscipline stuff unless again you know the whole snc thing is kind of like advanced more so yeah. it is a little bit more inclusive so but, this is where with like with athletes so like uh, you you don't really give them crazy amounts of work to do because not, their sport yeah. is their main focus so for example if a let's say a professional rugby player came in here, you would probably, you see General Pop doing six sets, five sets. You probably only give them three sets, especially if they're in season. It's it's about maintaining some, some like sometimes with their athletes like and stuff like that. It's not, over, yeah, it? ticking over. It's not a case of, they've done all the hard work. All their hard work was from like that very early age. Again, depending on what it is, if it was Olympic weightlifting, they might do that for 10 years at early ages and then mm. be phenomenally strong now, but you don't really see them lift any weights anymore. Yeah. Um, but again, it's not as a, it's not as highlight real as you think it would be with a, a no. professional athlete in terms you of training. See, you don't see all the stuff that goes on like behind the scenes. Mm. And the point you made there about in season and off season and like pre-season and stuff, that's a really important distinction because their training will adapt to where they are in their season so like when the games so when you've got your fixture list and everything mm. when the games are the focus like the training will just be ticking over yeah, yeah. so it's keeping them at a certain level but they won't be going for pbs and they won't be doing ridiculous volume pre-season potentially or they might work on the conditioning if that's the yeah. focus depending on how big a break they've had yeah, yeah. over you know um the off season but what they also won't do going into in-season, so when the games start, is they won't be in a deficit. Like, if they're looking at fat loss, that happens well before yeah. they start their pre-season training and they go into season because they need to maximise performance 
and in order to maximize performance yeah. you are not going to be in a deficit yeah that is not to say that you can't build muscle necessarily in a deficit but it's a little bit more nuanced so i think for some of you when you're going through a fat loss phase and you're looking at your numbers so your mm. weights your performance in the gym dropping off and yeah. you beat yourself up about it like remember that because you've got to pick a focus like you're either focusing on fat loss for a phase or you focusing on your strength and your performance in the gym yeah. and again there's going to be a little bit of overlap i appreciate that but it's just remembering yeah. that again goes back to what i've been saying from the start of the year just having that awareness of what's going on but for three weeks <laughs> <laughs> i've still got my time going on which thought oh an hour um no um having that awareness of the overall lifestyle and what's going on and what your goal is um, and what's 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 planned ahead and what's just been done before, always having that in your head, especially when it comes to playing sport and things like that. Again, we've got a lot of amateur like rugby guys or footballers that come in the gym yeah. and I always find it mental when they're saying, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm on 1,500 calories this week. I'm like, don't you play rugby? Like, what is going on? Yeah, I'm trying to lose a bit of weight for the season. Should have done that yeah. a few months back. So well, that's, that's the benefit of having a good coach mm. and having a good, decent plan that you can implement. And that kind of takes us into James's question, which is about his 14-year-old son, um, who's obviously a teenager. So, you know, it's going to be going through, like, growth spurts yeah. and, like, hormones and everything kicking in. So he plays sports. So he's playing um, rugby. He's got a good level of fitness. Um, but then James is asking about, you know, potential strength program to help him build muscle. Um, and also then he wants it to kind of like translate yeah. into like seeing his performance on the field. So the main thing I would say there is make sure that his nutrition is adequately supporting the amount of yeah. activity that he's doing. There's, you know, 14 years old, he's already like, you know, over six foot. Yeah. Um, shredded. Needs, yeah, <laughs> James's word, shredded. Yeah, shredded. Um, <laughs> Like he needs enough fuel to be yeah. able to perform well, especially if you're going to add, um, you know, strength training in there. But again, make sure that he's got adequate time for recovery because he is still growing. He's still adapting. Mm. Teenagers, you know, the growth plates and stuff, the way that the bones develop, you need to make sure that he's not going to do too much. So it's not going to affect that like yeah. in, in a negative Another way. Another well. area I would say would be for a kid as well is, you kind of, sounds a bit weird this, but you're going to feel, and you've, you've got to make him feel comfortable around food all the time, but you can't put into words like, you know, giving words like a diet or things like that. I don't no, want, you should like, not no, be talking yeah, to yeah. children about so calories any, in yeah, any Yeah, so like, yeah, calories and protein stuff. I mean, you could have mentioned that protein gets your muscles and stuff because that seems to work with like kids, especially young lads, everything. But again, don't stress them too much about it. Like, oh, you need to fill out because... At that age, as a young lad, there's nothing worse than feeling like you're tiny and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? Especially yeah. in a sport like rugby. Yeah. Um, and again, it will come. Like the amount of testosterone running through like that lad's body, and then it will come. And literally, there'll be a day where they just have a set of shoulders, and you're like, "Where the fuck did that come from?" Like, and it's 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 yeah. well, I've seen it now. Like, um, so old. Uh, <laughs> you see, like, uh, so got a client, um, all Hague playing tennis and he's been training in the gym since he was 11 and he was just this tiny kid and it was like he was never growing now i see him every friday and like he's got a good set of shoulders on him he's like got a bit of stubble and you just see this man coming out of it he's, he's 17 now and it's like 
yeah, that just came out of nowhere. What's yeah. happened there? It's all, it just happens over a summer and things like that. So it does. It can happen really quickly. But, I think with um, when you're talking to kids, uh, like children, and again, he's a teenager, um, James's son. But mm. when you're talking to children about food, um, just keep it really simple. Like mm. try not to put pressure on them. Um, kids are really, really good at regulating kind of like self-regulating their appetite so it's your responsibility to make sure they have availability of food yeah but they are very good at letting you know what they want to eat and how much of what they want to eat so don't force kids to like finish or clear the plates do you know what i mean like provide the security of them knowing that there's going to be regular um kind of like meals and stuff um but they're very good at knowing when they're full and we lose that so yeah, quickly yeah. as an adult like we will eat well past fullness. Mm. And when it comes back to, you know, kids that are involved in sport, if you can relate food to the sport that they're yeah. playing and like educate them on how it's important, but keep it really simple. Yeah, yeah, like you yeah. said, like protein is going to help your muscles grow. Okay. So it builds strength. Carbohydrates help you go. So they're going to provide that energy for performance, you know, like on the field and then fats, fats are just yeah. really good for your immune system for you know your hormones so it's just kind of relating it back to that it's like so fats are going to help you feel good carbohydrates are going to make you go faster or longer yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then protein is gonna you know help you grow and repair and just make sure that you know around training and around games they've got enough kind of like carbohydrate availability because you want to um fill the glycogen stores and then replenish them yeah. afterwards and then protein again like to help aid that repair chocolate and recovery milk. yeah jake's favorite is chocolate milk and if you're worried about getting enough calories in them then like protein shakes yep. um really really helpful and it's no problem for kids to have them it's just a derivative of the cheese making process that's all whey protein is mm. like it's not a steroid it's not anything <laughs> crazy like that i know but you hear these <laughs> no no things. no like i remember so you know and you know if you can't have like whey for whatever reason then soy would be the next best one because yeah. it's a complete protein so no. yeah just think about in terms of that but like make sure that He's eating enough at yeah. meal times as well, definitely, and definitely around training um, and games to support it. No, but going to like weigh your steroids. I remember mm. getting my first pack of protein. My dad looking at me, "You on steroids, lad? <laughs> Shut up, dad." No, but when it comes to um, James, uh, you like training. Obviously, just got to get the basic movement patterns in. You know, get yeah. them in as well. Once he starts to master them, then he starts loading, and then it comes to that overall view of where we start to piece it together, right? His season's there, so he's not going to do too much. He's just going to get the basics in, yeah. you know, minimal amount, perfect. Off season comes in, do a little bit more, as long as uh, everything looks great, and then you can load it a little bit more, build some more muscle. Um, then he goes into the next season. It's just a case of uh, rinse and repeat, you know, just keep going through that over and over, and that's all training is really. It's, just I mean, the basics, sim isn't it? Simplified there. I've yeah. just, just nailed it on the head. Just basics. <laughs> what is it? Like, we use something like, I think it's only recent years we started adding it, um, extra exercises. I'm sure it was like 40 exercises, maybe even less than that, that we used in our program. Something mm -hmm. like 40. And well, that's, that was the it. basics yeah. work, though, don't they? Yeah. Like, you don't, I mean, this is, again, obviously, we're going to say this, but that's the benefit of having like a good coach, someone that knows they can take all that complex information, they can distill it down. And they can put it across to you in a really simple and digestible way um because you know 
we, it's so easy to overcomplicate it. Mm. So many people do these days because you want to sound fancy or you'll see these ridiculous exercises that are like four in one, like these weird complexes. And it's like, you don't need to do that. No. I know it might look great on Instagram and you want to maybe try it mm. out and film it yourself, but if you want to get results, like keeping it simple, like rinsing and repeating, yeah. like you just mm. said, is going to be the best way for you. Um, all right, cool. Should we have a look at some other questions then? Um, yeah. So um, I want to do... Well, should we should we answer Mark's second one um, about? Well, I like the first one. The first one looks the best. <laughs> well, do you know what? We're going to come back to that in a sec, I think, because even though it's one of those questions that we might roll our eyes at, yeah, like no, yeah. some people genuinely want to know. And I guess with this, it's like there are no there. thank you very much. There are no stupid questions because we're all coming from different um, experiences and 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 different. Um, areas aren't yeah. we so um mark's question then was how do you carry on progressing in your training when you hit a plateau um and my first thought with this was look at the recovery side of it because if mm. you're plateauing in your training it might be that you're trying to do too much so basics sleep stress nutrition um hydration as well yeah. like make sure you're managing all of those things um and then make sure you're working on a training program and you're actually sticking to it consistently yeah. like minimum of four weeks but you know if we're being if like look if we're being like realistic about it there's no reason for you to train uh, sorry change your training program every four yeah. weeks like you could carry on doing the same program and progress it for like months on yeah. end the only reason that we change them up so often is because people get bored yeah. Um, and they like that variety. They like the interest being sparked. So look at your basics, your recovery side of things. And then if you're still not progressing, then just make sure you've got a plan and you are sticking to it. And you're not just changing training sessions like every week or every session because you will never make progress if yeah. you're constantly doing that. You need that overload. Yeah. Like for me, um, I've done programs where I've written myself or followed someone else's. And it can be anywhere from three weeks to 10 weeks of the same thing. Um Oh, just looking at the time. No, don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, no. Um, so they're three, it could be anywhere, three weeks, 10 weeks, 12 weeks of the same thing over and over. But that, again, that comes with the training age and that uh, understanding of, you know, what is the goal? Again, it depends. So what is the goal? So, for example, if you're getting bored after four weeks and thinking, this just isn't working, but you've not been eating, you've been trying to be, well, be in a deficit, yeah. and you've, you've You've picked a program that's uh, improve your deadlift, you know, like get a stronger deadlift in six weeks or whatever. But in that whole time, you've been in a deficit, then you, you, you know, you're battling each other there because you've not got enough fuel for the session to actually lift a bigger deadlift. And it's, again, such a short period of time. Mm -hmm. So it's, again, just having that overall view. Um, in terms of like progressing, again, depend on training age. As you get older and as you get, you know, more experienced in the gym it always becomes about taking things out as well so you could look at a program so i bought many programs where i've gone don't need that don't need that don't need that you know and suck it out and because again we, we've well, always got that benefit of experience, yeah 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 so know that, but, yeah. but like it comes to that um you know you put a price on aren't you so you paid for this i want to do it all i've paid for the all you can eat buffet i'm going to eat it all do you know what i mean yeah. but understanding it i don't really need another set of like chest 
today. I don't need some more reps on the chest today. I could take that away. Maybe put that in somewhere else. I'll just take it out altogether because at the end of the day, it's 50p. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter. It's fine. It's an accumulation. But, you know, if you are at that point where, let's say you've been training 10 years plus and you've stepped onto a new program and you feel like you're not going anywhere, maybe just have a look at taking a few things out. But going back to what Stacey said at the start, what is going on again in that life of yours? Is it, am I getting sleep? Have I started a new job? Am I fueling myself? Or have I just spoke from a girlfriend? I've got a new girlfriend, things like that. Or boyfriend. That's quick. Um, yeah. <laughs> in and out. <laughs> oh dear. Um, yeah, but I mean, that's important to note as well. Like training is a form of stress. Yeah. Um, and you know, we call it like good stress, although I'm not a massive fan of like black and white labels mm. like that, but it is, isn't it? Like that, that stimulus, the training stimulus is a form of stress and it's how you respond to that stress yeah. that determines how it affects you because acute stress isn't a bad thing, but chronic stress is. Yeah. So if training is adding on to your stress bucket, and that's already kind of like, you know, spilling over the top, then something's got to give. So that's where the recovery side of it, which is actually where you make those adaptations. Like you get fitter, stronger, build muscle when you recover, not during the stimulus, during yeah. the training. Yeah. And I think that's an important distinction to, um, to make because everybody thinks like, you, if you do more, you'll get more results. Yeah. But that's not the case. Your body needs time to re repair and recover like your body um, responds to that stress, that training stimulus, um, that via inflammation. I don't think I've not worded that yeah. very well, but you, your body will um, be inflamed yeah. after a training session, and that is a good thing. Yeah. Right, that is the immune response from your body working hard to repair it, and that's what you want. But that takes time, and you'll know mm, this after you've yeah. been poorly. Like your body yeah. needs time to recover. Yeah. And that's a different, obviously, kind of, of like inflammation and stress and, and everything else. So what you're saying is not taking ibuprofen. ibuprofen. Oh, I can never say ibuprofen. I, ibuprofen. I can't say it. Anti-inflammatories don't take them after training. I know that was a little yeah. phase at one point where people were doing it, yeah, especially because, bodybuilders. Well, what that does is it, is it masks the pain mm. and you might push through, um, you know, a legitimate response, like your body is literally signaling to you that, you know, it's had a form of stress and it's got a pain response. So if you're trying to do more when you're already in that kind of state, yeah. then you're just enhancing or increasing your risk of injury, aren't you? So yeah, I would be, be careful, be careful of that. <laughs> be careful. Yeah. Warning. Yeah, no, because that was Warning. a thing. <laughs> no, but that was a thing no, with, um, I think like runners at one point, and especially like endurance runners, and what we don't realize as well is like those kind of like painkillers and stuff, they can have effects on your gut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just kind of like, it's like connecting all these things up. But anyway, we're getting off on a tangent and we're already about 40 minutes. 40 minutes so in. I want to go back to Perry's question because you made oh, a Oh, do you know what? This is a brilliant one, this yeah, actually. I like is. this. So Perry um, asked a really good question about um, the pros and cons of strength training when you're getting a little bit older. So Perry was saying like over 50s. And you touched on um, aging a second ago. Yeah. Um, because when you are younger or you're very new to training, like you'll get results so much quicker. Yeah. And as you get older, your response to training becomes blunted. So you need to be a little bit smarter about how you approach it. Um, so, I mean, in terms of cons of strength training as an older person, so whether you're starting at an older point or you're just continuing as an older Can point. Can I just jump in there? I don't think... There's no, there's no um, age that you cannot strength train as well. You can jump in at any age. You know, oh, yeah, like, it's never so, too yeah, late it's to never get too, that's started. what I was looking for. It's never too yeah. late to get started. I don't yeah. know why I can say that. Never too late to get started. That's a massive point for yeah. everyone that needs, like, 
you've got a, you know you've got a nan or whatever that you think could benefit from it just get them doing that basics over you know just get get them experiencing something that's all so yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. apologize no no you're right though aren't you because um you're like where whatever your starting point is the whole reason we do this i mean you know hopefully you enjoy it mm. you'll do it more if you do enjoy it but you're going to enhance your quality of life because a lot of people now are living longer but they're not necessarily living healthier lives yeah so think about this as um just improving the quality of your life so living longer but living like better being more independent as you age and perry you're not at that stage yet obviously <laughs> even though and sometimes the amount he complains and groans <laughs> about it you might think so but the one thing i really want you to think about in terms of strength training because like strength training is fantastic it's got many 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 benefits um in terms of like being independent um, you know your overall control fitness levels mobility all that kind of stuff but the two main um diseases if you like as we age are related to muscle loss or so sarcopenia yeah. um and the loss of um bone uh, mineral density so resistance training obviously helps you build muscle and also increases your bone strength because of the kind of like you know the ligaments and tendons like pulling against the bone and strengthening them that way um so that can help because you live a more independent yeah. life as you get older um and i don't know like they're just there are so many many pros like as you go on so, like i made some notes here and it just saying that sarcopenia and again it's like age-related muscle loss but it's not inevitable like you have to work to keep hold of the mm. muscle um as you get older but a lot of these diseases we see that we just think are part of getting old isn't really down to just aging. It's the inactivity that comes alongside getting older. So like sarcopenia here, um, it's caused by like disease, physical inactivity or inadequate nutrition um, and resistance training along with like having more protein in your diet because those two um, like paired together are the best things that you can do for helping retain and build new muscle. The thing um, is as well, there's like, there's so many, um, I think it was the British, British Medical Journal or Sports Journal, they published um, studies, like a meta-analysis of strength training in the older population. Mm -hmm. And basically they said all cause mortality came down massively, like massive decreases, like yeah. if you strength trained. Yeah. And that, that for me, is unreal then there's a there's a, they went into and say i can see you've got notes there as well yeah. like memory loss and things like that and dementia and things like that it helps massively with that yeah and i, I also think as well when it comes to training as you get older and, and if you do become into that lifestyle where it's just done my bit i'm just settling down and you just settle down in that chair which relax. is lovely don't yeah. get me wrong it must be lovely but you go out of that um that routine and i remember speaking to brian once who's one of um one yes. of our guys on the All-Stars, which is over 65. And he said that having that routine again of turning up to somewhere, following a programme was massive for him, yeah. like just huge. And After I just, you retire, it's yeah. that sense of purpose, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And definitely. community, I yeah, think. Yeah, community is yeah. like a big one. Like I think we forget, don't we, when we're mm. talking about like health, that that social connection and having those connections are really, really important. Like being part of a community is really important for your overall health and well-being. Like people do die of loneliness. I yeah. know that's a bit of a, that's pretty, a sad yeah. turn. No, that's, yeah, no, it like, is. It's true. We're um, like, even if you're an introvert, <laughs> um, no. 
We, you know, we do need... It's so true, though, because, like, I'll be honest, I love being alone and can spend plenty of time in my own company. Same. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> nice, but I I thoroughly enjoy being a part of a gym where we do things together. Um, So, like, you know, for Tough Mudder, I mean, how soppy did oh, we all yeah. get after Tough Mudder no, together? Though, you know, but, like, things like that and just chatting and going going for coffee with people and things like that. We all want to be part of something. And um, just having that, like, not even just... As you get older, now is a massive thing because, like I said last week, just us us talking like this is is huge. We're not, yeah, 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 it's on our phones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. On my phone, talking to someone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's us together yeah. chatting. It's massive, I think, for mental health. But then again, going into later on in life, having that purpose of turning up to have a chat. Like when I look at the All Stars, they're warming up chatting away, asking how things have gone. And I'll be honest, Les and Brian, two guys, they chat more than anyone I've ever seen in my life. Like just mid-deadlift or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, do you watch a game the other night? No, yeah, shit, aren't they? Talk about United, of course. But, you know, it's it's a massive thing there, community. But strength training will help you live longer. And that has been proven. And live better. Yeah. Live better. Better. I want to use that word. Better. Yeah. I made, um like, I think we'll maybe finish on this one because I think, We've, we've gone in on this one here, Stace. 20-minute podcast, my ass. <laughs> so Nisha, um, Nisha was asking a question. She had two questions, and she was asking, like, what are the benefits of, like, um, fit? So we do two programs, fit and strong. What are the benefits of the fit program over, like, the strong program? Um, and, like, what are the benefits of kind of, like, just improving um, your fitness? Anyway, let me just check that to make sure. Um, overall health and fitness and what benefits are there? Yeah. Um, and I would say like they're both equally as important. Like if we go back to, you know, like government guidelines, mm. there are a set number of minutes and um, number of resistance training for older adults. And again, they change like in different age groups, but it's about 150 minutes for, um, is it moderate intensity um, exercise yeah. in terms of aerobic yeah. exercise? And then a minimum of two, but ideally three strength yeah. or resistance training sessions a week. Um, and you have to do a little bit of both. Like they've both yeah. got different benefits, but any kind of physical activity, like Carl said, dramatically reduces like your rate of dying yeah. from, you know, well, all cause mortality, which just means like dying from any cause. And a lot of these um, causes are lifestyle diseases. You know, obviously there are lots of things that will be outside of our control and that's environmental, genetic, you know, like lifestyle issues. But if you can work on your fitness, then you're going to dramatically reduce your um, your risk of you know like some of these uh, diseases. Um, like, do you know a massive one that I remember learning about was uh, we we spoke about it before grip strength, having a strong grip. That's one of the tests for sarcopenia. So, oh, like okay. when the when the testing like age related, um, you know, like muscle loss when they're yeah. testing for it. Grip strength is one yeah. of them. And I know we joke about it, but like if you can like train your grip strength, and again, it's all about independence, opening things, mm. lifting things, pushing mm. yourself up, pulling yourself up if you fall. Yeah. It's so important. But that's it. It's like um, there was like a study where it was, I think, over 65s, the amount of uh, deaths caused by just falls alone where they've yeah. reached to grip something or grab something and they just didn't have the strength to do it. And yeah. that was the real eye opener, I thought. I thought, first of all, you think of like your nan falling, you have that sad moment, don't you? But yeah you know, going forward, just have these things in mind because we are all getting older. Sad. Uh, sad but true. No, it's a, it's a yeah. privilege though, oh, isn't it? Is, it? Yeah. I know like, a lot of people complain about like getting older and 
but that's always because you're looking back you're comparing yeah. it to like what you used to be able to do what you used to be able to do like if you can be more present and you can focus on what you can do now and almost like bulletproofing your health for your future because aging is a privilege mm. and not everybody gets to get older so i think if we can do you know what i mean if we can appreciate that and that doesn't mean that you have to you know have this like completely positive outlook where everything's wonderful because it's not mm. you know things yeah. will get in the way there's a lot of uncertainty like moving forward you know and, and just life yeah. like there will be shit times but if you can make the most of it um, and you can recognize it and be grateful um for it then you know you just have a much better time mm. of it um yeah so there we go. <laughs> we always we always get to the end and we start talking about life and just enjoy your life. We just smile. I know, but it's good. All right. So if um if we didn't get to your question, I'm sorry guys. Obviously we are no good at keeping things brief, but we have really got not. loads of great questions that um you know we'll definitely use for the next one and yeah. more to come. So yeah. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for everyone. Yep. Subscribe, like, <laughs> share. <laughs> Sponsorship deals. Uh, we'll take it all. I'm joking. Cool. Lovely that. Thanks. Mm, that's um, really good. All right. I'll oh. make a note of the ones that we didn't quite get to.